0: Happy magical Monday! I'm Courtney. I'm TJ. And this is the Wish Upon a Spark's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This week we are here to talk about A Bug's Life.
1: Yes, I'm super excited for this one. Uh, a Bug's Life is uh, one of my all-time favorite—not uh, only like animated Pixar Disney movies, but I think it's one of my favorite movies like ever. Really? Yeah, I love I love A Bug's Life. I really do. It's a great movie.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I put it back in my top twenty. Okay Yeah Like I'm not gonna say It's like top five material Um But I I really do enjoy it It's not Toy Story But it's It's really stinking good Yeah Yeah
0: Um Before we jump in For a plot Summary Um Did you do anything fun Did we do anything fun This week With our week off For 4th of July
1: 4th of July We did We uh, got dinner With some friends On 4th of July evening Um, Yeah Jacob Kyle Samaya That was super fun
0: Super fun
1: Yeah What else did we do
0: Um I don't know, we just kind of like chilled. We got in the pool, we...
1: Oh, we did, yeah, when I got off work, yeah, we went and we uh, we got in the pool for a little bit and then we went to dinner, that's right, it was super fun.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Yeah,
1: we also went to a shrimps game.
0: Oh yeah, we went to a shrimps game for Thirsty Thursday.
1: Yeah, with our friend Sarah and...
0: Andy and Jen yes. and Hayden and... So fun. We love them.
1: Yes, super fun. Um, we have this local, uh, if you're not living in Jacksonville, listening, we have a local like minor league baseball team, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. They're actually really fun. It's like the games are super fun. Yeah. I really enjoy going.
0: It's a great time. It is. It is. We hope you had a great week. Um, we're just going to go ahead and jump in with a plot summary for A Bug's Life.
1: Yes, Courtney. Take it away.
0: Uh, okay, so we start off and we see that um, there's a colony of ants and they are led by elderly, an elderly queen and her daughter, Princess Atta. Um, they live in the middle of a seasonally dry creek bed on a small hill known as Ant Island. Every summer, they are forced to give food to a gang of domineering grasshoppers. Um, the lead grasshopper is named Hopper. Um, one day, an indivi- indo- individualist wow, that was hard to say <laughs> and inventor Flick accidentally knocks the offering into the water with his latest invention a green harvester um and hopper demands twice as much food as compensation when flick earnestly suggests the ants enlist the help of bigger bugs to fight the grasshoppers out of seas it is a way to get rid of flick and sends him off
1: Yeah, she just sends him away and he uh, he mentions he's gonna go off to the bug city the big city and find bigger bugs So when he gets to bug city, uh, it's really just a heap of trash under a trailer Um, Flick happens upon the aftermath of a chaotic bar fight and mistakes a troop of surface circus bugs Who uh, recently were dismissed by their greedy ringmaster PT flea for the warrior bugs that he's looking for um, that whole like circus scene is hysterical. It's just a whole mess. It's and a hot mess. It's a hot mess. They all get fired. They go to the bar to get a drink. Flick finds them. And he's like, oh, warrior bugs. Um, the bugs in turn mistake Flick for a talent agent. And uh, they accept his offer to travel with him back to Ant Island. Uh, During a welcoming ceremony upon their arrival, the circus bugs and Flick both discover their mutual misunderstandings and chaos ensues. Uh, The circus bugs attempt to leave, but are pursued by a nearby bird. While fleeing, they rescue Dot, who's Ada's younger sister. Um, She actually plays a really large role in the movie, um, from the bird, gaining the ants' respect. At Flick's request, they continue the ruse of being warriors. The the troop may continue enjoying the ants' hospitality, and they also are kind of enjoying the, uh, you know, they're signing autographs, they're (laughs) kissing babies, they're having a good time. Um, Learning that Hopper fears birds inspires Flick to create a false bird to scare away the grasshoppers. Meanwhile, Hopper reminds his gang of the ants' superior numbers and suspects that the ants would eventually rebel if not kept in line.
0: Yes, um... The ants finish constructing the fake bird, um, and then during a celebration, P.T. Flick arrives searching. Flee. flea. I don't know why I said flick. Um, the flea arrives searching for his troop to rehire him, um, and it reveals their secret. They are outraged. All the ants are outraged by Flick's deception, um, and the ants basically exile him. They are desperately. Um, and they desperately attempt to gather food for a new offering for the grasshoppers. Um, however, when Hopper returns to discover the mediocre offering, because they didn't have a lot of time, he ends up taking over the, the island and demands the ants winter food supply um, and plans to execute the queen after. Overhearing the plan, Dot persuades Flick's, persuades Flick and the circus bugs to return to Ant Island.
1: Yes, after uh, the circus bugs distract the grasshoppers long enough to rescue the queen, Flick deploys the bird. It um, initially fools the grasshoppers and they all start running away in chaos. But PT Flea, who also mistakes it for a real bird, uh, burns it, exposing it as a decoy. Hopper has Flick beaten in retaliation, proclaiming that the ants are lowly life forms who live to serve the grasshoppers. Uh, however, Flick gets up and asserts that Hopper actually fears the colony, and he goes in this really awesome speech, and he says it's because he's always known that they what they are capable of. Which is when you flash back to when uh, Hopper was at his uh, their their like hideout. He tells the other grasshoppers, mm-hmm. like, I know what the ants are capable of. That's why we have to keep them, you know, down. Yeah. Uh, this inspires the ants and the circus bugs to fight back against the grasshoppers, driving all but Hopper away.
0: Yes, the ants shove Hopper into Flea's circus cannon to shoot him off the island, but rain suddenly begins to fall. In the chaos, Hopper frees himself from the can- canyon cannon, um, and uh, abducts Flick. The circus bugs and Atta pursue, um, with the latter catching up to Hopper and rescuing Flick. Flick lures Hopper to the nest of the bird who attacks, who attacked Dot earlier. Um, thinking the bird is another fake, Hopper taunts the real bird until um, the bird ends up grabbing him and feeds him to um, the newborn chicks.
1: Yes. Um, with the colony's enemies gone, Flick improves his inventions along with the quality of life for Ant Island. Um, he and Ada become a couple and they send a few ants and Hopper's friendly brother, Malt, to help PT and the circus bugs on their new tour. Add and Dot become the new queen and princess, respectively. The ants congratulate Flick as a hero and bid a fond farewell to the circus troupe. And then what I love that they don't mention, um, you don't really see is the circus troupe says, we'll see you next season. Yeah. This means they're going to go on like a, uh, basically a summer tour. They're going to come back at the winter and stay for the winter.
0: Yeah. Cause cool. at the end it, like, you can tell that it's spring. Yeah. Like when the, when Hopper and the grasshoppers are there, you can tell that it's because it's raining and it's like misty and foggy. Like winter's coming it's on. It's like fall, wintry. and And, yeah. um, when they come back again, like the next scene, it's like really lively and springy.
1: Yes. And you can tell that the circus bugs are going to go away for summer and they're going to come back.
0: They're going to come back. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. going to be great.
1: Um, love it. What are your initial thoughts?
0: Um, I think it's a really good movie. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy watching it. I wouldn't say it's in like my top five or even my top 10, but I mean, it's not a bad movie at all. Um, I think there's a really good message behind it. Um, from yeah. flicks perspective yeah. but um yeah what about you
1: yeah I agree I think it's a fantastic movie I, um, I it is one of my favorites I really like this movie a lot um, like I said it's not like my top 10 or anything um, there's other movies that I like more but um, anytime anybody ever wants to watch a bug's life like I'm down like, it's a great movie. It's a feel-good for me, too. Yeah. It kind of checks the same boxes that Toy Story does. Um, I think this movie came out um, in, yeah, 1998, so th- uh, three years after Toy Story. So a huge part of my childhood. I was born in 91, so I was only seven years old when this movie came out. I actually think I saw it in theaters. I'm not even kidding. I'm pretty sure my mom took me to see it in theaters. And, um, yeah, like, this movie is just a big part of me growing up and, and had a really powerful message when I was a kid, and I remember it really fondly. So yeah. I like this movie a lot. Um, Typically, we start out with fave song, but this movie doesn't have like sing-alongs like, uh, you know, like Frozen or a movie like that would have. But it does have what I would consider a really great score. Um, What were your thoughts on on the music that went along with the movie?
0: I thought it was really good. I thought it was excellent. I think this movie is excellently made. All the animation, all the music, like it just is really, I feel like anything that Pixar and Disney do are very top tier. And I would say that this is like nothing less than that.
1: I would agree with you. It's, it's definitely top tier done. I love, we talked about this when we were watching it together. It was kind of funny. Um, Courtney and I are kind of on a rum kick right now. Um, since our friends Scott and Tori came over on uh, Friday, they made us some rum drinks and we've just been drinking rum since then. Um, but this movie has a little bit, cause they're on like an island. Um, it has a mildly tropical vibe. Like the music that they play during the movie is very like, like kind of like African, South African. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, like a little bit um, tropical in some ways.
0: Yeah, even like I think I mentioned while we were watching it, there's a part where they're like, I think it's during the celebration where they're like playing music yeah. and just like hanging out. And I mentioned that the music that they were playing reminds me when you're walking through like um, the Africa part of Animal Kingdom. Yes. It's like has the same vibe. Yes. And I really enjoyed that. And
1: I think A Bug's Life is near there, isn't it? In the actual like part.
0: Oh, it is. They have, um, yeah, A Bug's Life. It's like a... Like a three yeah. D experience kind of. Yeah. Um in the Tree of Life. Yes. Ish, I think. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. But it's like next to the Tree of Life.
1: Yeah. No, oh, yeah, I love it. I agree with you. I think the score, I think the music for the movie is really good. Uh, it was done by Randy Newman, um, yeah. which is the same guy that does Toy Story. And um he does have a song that he sings at the end credits I never noticed before. But I, I really like that song. Like I, mm-hmm. we were just listening to it after we finished watching the movie. I was like humming it. It's it's nice.
0: Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, you know, I liked it a lot. Um, before you go into any other questions I actually have some fun facts
1: I would love for you to list your fun facts I know what they I know some of them but uh, yeah. please do please listen.
0: um so because I was really curious because um, I haven't watched this movie in a while and I couldn't remember really what happened and when the grasshoppers were being mean I was like do grasshoppers eat the ants what's going on here yeah um so I kind of did some research and um this movie actually is like a good Um, portrayal because no grasshoppers don't eat ants. That's just their herbivores. They eat
1: plants, nuts, berries, grains,
0: anything from the earth, really. Um, However, ants, it is very typical and normal for ants to feed grasshoppers with whatever they harvest, whatever their little food supply is. It is like normal in nature for ants to feed grasshoppers. And, um, another fun fact is that ants actually, there's some species of ants that actually eat grasshoppers. Which is wild. Very wild. Yeah. Like if they wanted to, they could have just eaten the grasshoppers and the movie would have been over in like five minutes. Because
1: grasshoppers typically are not carnivorous at all. No. But there are species of ants that are, that actually eat.
0: Yeah. And, um, there's like predatory ants that will like when grasshoppers are alive, we'll just like go after them, eat them. But there's other grasshopper or other ants that will eat grasshoppers when they're dead.
1: Yeah. So like,
0: obviously I don't know what kind of ants these are, but
1: they look like you're just your typical sugar ants. That they don't bite really or sting, or they they bite with their pincers, but they don't like sting. They're not fire well, they're ants. Like
0: it's weird because I feel like at least here in Florida we have black ants and red ants. They
1: look like the black ants.
0: Well, they're like a purpley color.
1: They are purpley because so it's I don't th- really know. Yeah, but I think that they're uh, I think they're meant to be more like the black ants. Like the black ants here in Florida, like they'll bite you with their pincers, but they don't sting you or anything. They just no. gather. They're like super simplistic. The fire ants that we have here will like they're destroy terrible. you yeah. Um. You've mentioned one other thing. You said that when you read it, when we were sitting on the couch, that um, there, are gra- there are species of grasshoppers that will bully ants. Yes,
0: into feeding, into them. feeding them. Which is
1: that's wild. That's how Disney literally made a movie, or Pixar literally made a movie about nature. It, crazy, right?
0: Well, I feel like because everything they do is like again top tier, top
1: tier detail. They're
0: not going to like even in Lion King with a circle of life. Like everything with nature is very like. According to how nature is in real life, right. which is another reason they're just top tier. Top
1: tier, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, I love that. Great fun facts. Um, like we said, score is amazing. I love the music in this movie. I really do. Um, let's move to fave character.
0: Okay, I really love Heimlich, <laughs> which is the little caterpillar. Little? Well, he's not little. <laughs> he's a big caterpillar. I love but him. But he too. is hilarious. He's hysterical. I just love when he's like, I'm a little bee, and then he's like, yeah. I'm a little butterfly. And then he tries to fly at the end and We have to help him. Poor guy. <laughs> he's too big for his wings. Um, I also really love Dot. Yeah. Dot is really cute. Yeah. She's like I don't know, I love that she constantly just believes in it and is like four flick and really anyone in her in her circle. Yeah. She's like, we got this. Yeah. Especially the little blueberries. Yeah. Which is like uh their version of like Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, what about you?
1: Um, I am learning as we do these that I think I'm just a sucker for the main character. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah like, I thought it was just maybe Woody with Toy Story. Um, but Flick, man, I just really like Flick. Um, I kind of resonate with him a little bit. Um this may, may be a little shock to you. I don't think I mentioned this as you're watching it, but I have definitely felt in my life many times like Flick does. I feel, and I'm just going to be transparent, I feel very creative. I feel very, very innovative. And I feel like I have a lot of really good ideas. And I often feel very unlistened to, especially in my places of employment. Um, And like, I don't know, man. There's the way he's the, throughout, like he's, you can tell if you're like, if you're the innocent bystander watching the movie, you're like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Like, oh, he, he invented a machine to harvest grain. It's going to make your life. It's great. Yeah. He's been in a telescope. He's been in a microphone. Like, he's going to go get bugs to help you fight. Like, he's thinking, like, all the answers. Like, oh, we just need to get food for the offering. And he's like, well, or we could just go, like, you know, fight for ourselves and not, you know. Mm-hmm. He's innovative. He's, like, creative. And it takes the whole movie, and which is what the whole movie's about. Like by the end of the movie, he's you know, he's figured they've they've noticed that he's actually super valuable and is yeah. actually really good and knows what he's you know he's exactly. actually fixing things. But I, I I kind of I kind of uh, I resonate with that because I feel like that. Um, I mean, even now I, I turned thirty last year and I'll be thirty one in a couple of months. Like I feel like people are just now starting to listen to me a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. And for like much of the last decade of twenty to thirty, I just. Yeah. You know, beat my head against the wall. And I tell people, we should do it this way. We should do it this way. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, Flick. And then, um, but if we're going to do more secondary characters, um, I really like Dot a lot. And I actually really like Rosie the uh, Black Widow. I like her a lot. She doesn't get a lot of lines, but I just like her. I think she's a good character.
0: Yeah. I think the little, um, I don't really know what they're called.
1: The roly polies. The roly
0: polies are really funny. They're called really Tuck and funny. Roll. Okay. Well, they're really funny. <laughs>
1: they are hilarious. I love Tuck and Roll. Um, okay. While we're talking about, we're on characters. Let's talk about the circus troop in general. I really like the band of characters you put together. Yeah, you have Gypsy and Manny, the married couple. Mm-hmm. The, Manny the praying mantis, love that. You have Gypsy; she's obviously a very colorful moth. Yeah. You have Tuck and Roll, the rolling polies. You have Dim and Rosie, who are like uh, they're like a duo, right? They um, he's like the lion, it's and like she's a, the lion tamer. Yeah, and sort of. You know, that's the kind of mm-hmm. like act they do. Yeah. Um, you have Heimlich, the uh, the caterpillar, who's you know wants to turn to a butterfly. You have um, stick. I think they call him. slim. They call him Slim. Yeah. The stick bug, and then you have um, Heimlich, the uh, caterpillar, well, and
0: you have Francis, and you have
1: Francis, the ladybug. They're yeah. all fantastic characters, and they're they yeah. ens- they're like you, they're called you know an ensemble group of characters. You can yeah. get them together, like it's like one for all, all for one. Like they're all together when you mm-hmm. get them, but like they are just fantastic. I think that they're like putting in the like you know the circus bug act together is like a, a, a character cast in this movie when he goes to the big city and finds them like they. They nailed it.
0: Yeah, they, they did. They really for did. Sure. It was
1: really good. What are your what are your thoughts on that?
0: No, I agree 100%. Yeah. What are your least favorite characters?
1: Um, Hopper's awful. Like awful. Like he's one of those villains that's just like, man. Ugh.
0: Like, he's very malicious.
1: Malicious? He's like, just mean. Because there's
0: some villains that are like, yes, they're bad, but like, they truly think that they're doing the right thing.
1: Right. He and knows he's what just, he's doing is wrong. He just
0: knows that he's wrong. He's very malicious and evil, and I
1: don't like that. Yeah, like, he's like, no, I know that the ants are more powerful, and I know that we could live without them, but like, I'm going to keep enslaving them, and yeah. I'm going to keep We're going to keep bullying them, bullying them and being
0: them. rude. Like, like, no. We
1: talked about it when we recorded, when um, we were talking about Mulan the other day, when we watched that for the when we were going to record it yeah about how like the villain for that movie like he's he's thinks he's doing it for a good reason like he's yeah. evil and he's mean but like the the villain in that movie feels like he's doing it for a good reason um and other ones that we like lotso and toy story like he's just like kind of giving up hope but he's like i'm just he
0: thought that he was doing the right thing he's
1: like I oh, there's no no one needs to let love a kid anymore because it's just pointless but like yeah this dude hopper like he's like nah I just want to, I just want, don't, I don't want to get worst. food for myself, and I don't want, I want to live he's this He's lazy. Yeah. He's a
0: bully. Yeah. He sucks.
1: He's off. What about you, Least faith It's probably um, the same, but.
0: I think, again, Hopper sucks. I think, hot take, Princess Ada is kind of.
1: I was going to say, she's kind of a runner up.
0: She kind of is like, not great.
1: No, her mom's definitely more chill than she is. Oh, I
0: love the queen.
1: The queen's great, but she the does get, is. I would say Adda about midway through the movie gets better. Yeah. First, like 45 minutes, though, it's a little rough.
0: Yeah. I just, I don't know. I have mixed feelings.
1: Yeah, I know. I feel that. She definitely could have been better. Um, She didn't really believe in Flick. No. None of them really did.
0: I thought, like, I just think as a leader, like, I don't know. You have to lead, and I feel like she was being consumed by the general public opinion. Yes. And if you're going to do that, are you really leading your people or are your people leading you?
1: thousand percent.
0: And yeah. yeah. So I don't, th- I think she might not have agreed with Flick or thought his ideas were good. And that's totally fine. That's totally valid, but like still be a good leader. And like, I don't know. Does that make sense?
1: No, it makes perfect sense. I okay. love it. I was, uh, I was going to, ch- I was going to interject too along the same lines. There's a moment when when she when he walks up to her and uh, Hopper walks up to her when he finds out like the food's gone at the very beginning of the movie mm-hmm. and he's and she's like, um, who, why are you speaking to me? Where's the queen? And the queen's like, well, she's training to take my place. He's like, oh, under new management, and and then she's like, he's like, what happened? And she was like, well, it wasn't my fault. It was Flick. And he was like, stop. First rule of leadership: everything's your fault. Why and, does
0: that sound like a Dwight Schrute comment? It did talk like a dry.
1: <laughs> stop fault. Um, but like, it's true. Like she was like passing the book, but like, I mean, I've been in leadership in a lot of different ways for a long time and you have too. and I know a lot of really good leaders and I know a lot of really bad leaders. Mm-hmm. And, um, that kind of is rule number one. When you're the leader, everything is your fault. You
0: have to cover your, people. you have to
1: cover your people. If a mistake happens on a Sunday when we're leading worship, like even if that person makes a mistake, it's still my fault. Like. Yeah. Like, I have to own, that. like, I, I, you know what, I didn't do my job, I didn't prepare them the right way, I didn't call yeah. it the right way, I didn't put them in the right situation, like, there's people that, like, oh, the electric guitar player messed up, it's like, yeah, well, I mean, maybe, maybe I, maybe I put the song up last minute, maybe I didn't put it in the right key and then I had to change it last minute, yeah. you know, like, there's things that I do that affect them, and so, it's, it's things like that, that, like, learning as a leader, like, you have to own your crap like, you own it, it. If your people make Even mistakes, if it it's sucks
0: you and it's like not actually your fault. Like, I don't know. You just have to cover your people. You have to cover your people. If you're going to step up and be a good leader, like you have to learn and understand that like people are going to make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Um, but it's your job almost as the leader to cover them and like you're responsible for responsible for them and you're responsible for leading them and teaching them. And if they fail, it's probably because you didn't lead them right or well.
1: Well, yeah like while we're on this it's crazy because like when you're a leader people say oh you're responsible for them and and managers think oh i'm responsible for their performance like well yeah but that's only about 50 to 60 percent of it you're also responsible for their well-being you're also responsible for making sure that they feel empowered to grow and learn and to do a good job and so uh in that moment even though he was the villain hopper kind of pointed out a valuable lesson to princess ada like a first rule of leadership Everything is your fault. Yeah. And uh, as a leader, when you decide to be a leader, like you have to realize and understand, like that's a hard lesson you have to learn. It took me a long time to learn it, but um, you can't blame your people for your mistakes. And guess what? And guess what? You can't blame them for their mistakes either, because their mistakes are are often because of your mistakes.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, we're gonna move on. Okay. (laughs) Favorite scene.
0: Um, man.
1: I know there's good ones.
0: There's some really good
1: ones. Do you I can have go first. One? Yeah, I can go okay, first. Okay, you go first. So, um, one of my favorite scenes is the first time when like they're celebrating like the uh, the uh, circus bugs coming in and they're like throwing this party I told you, I mentioned it like the song was stuck in my head it's like there's like a song playing in the background everyone's like they're like happy for the first time because they're like we
0: have a way out of this like we we don't have to feel like free and
1: yeah and um all both of that scene is just really good for me like I really just really a good me. it's not good for me but it makes me really happy yeah um and then another scene, or no, my actual favorite scene is when Flick stands up to Hopper the second time. The first mm-hmm. time he's like, he's like, leave her alone, and then he and then or put her down or whatever, and he and then Hopper walks up to him and he's like, you, you want her? Take her from me? And Flick, as brave as he was in the moment, braver than anybody else in the room. You yeah. know, what he reminded me of in that moment not to be super spiritual. He reminded me of Peter though, um, in the Bible when he's like hey, he's like, Jesus, or Jesus walk walking on the water, and Peter's like, he's like, is that you, Lord? He's like, me, he's like, can I come to you? And he's like, step out. And Peter stepped out and lost his faith midway across and sank. And everybody's like... Oh, well Peter like didn't you know no 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 he's still the only human being other than Jesus that we're aware of that ever walked on water. Well Flick in the first season or the first season, first moment he stands up to Hopper and then he ends up backing down, but he's the only ant that actually stood up to him at all. Yeah. And then later at the near the very end of the movie, he like actually like stands up like he's like he's like, You're wrong. Like yeah. we are better than this. We can do more than this and you know it, don't you? Yeah. That scene, man, so good. It's from really good. from a little ant. An animated movie. So good. What about you? Have you...
0: Okay, yeah. So I really like the scene where um, it's after... It's kind of revealed that the um, the group of bugs um, are circus bugs and not warrior bugs. <laughs> and so then they go to leave and um, Dot ends up kind of following them and gets stuck. And a bird tries to get her yes. that she like falls from the sky off a dandelion and um, the ladybug catches her and they both like fall to the ground and a bird tries to like get them and eat them um and obviously like this group like I don't know it's just cool to see because obviously they're not like super connected like I don't know with these ants yeah and they like put their lives on the line to distract this bird with Flick to like save Dot and yeah. the ladybug. And it's just really cool to see.
1: I love that you say that because I I didn't write it down, but I remember mentally thinking about it. They were heroes and didn't realize it. Yeah. They had the heart of a hero. Yeah. They just didn't know it. They've no. been circus bugs their whole life, but they were heart of a hero. They had a, yeah. they had the hearts of a hero. I love that. It is nice. I like that you pointed it out. That was really good. Um, I want to stay on scenes for a while. We're going to go to Lee's favorite in a second. I want to stay on scenes. There's, there's several scenes that can be like that, we list our favorites. Um, let's talk about the um, Pretend This Is a Seed.
0: Oh, Those which scenes, one?
1: But I they're so good. Like the first time he's like, Flick's like to Dot, he's like, pretend it's a sea. And she's like, but it's a rock.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and she, <laughs> she he's like, sounds, I know it's a rock. She
0: just is such a little kid and so realistic and it's like...
1: Well, she has... You know what it showed me, though? I am going to kind of break this down. And I could be totally off. Pixar might be like, you're stupid. This is not what we meant. But when he first is showing Dot that the stone, the the, the rock is a sea, he's trying to make a metaphor. Flick is very creative. You can think outside of the box. Yeah, She still has the ant mindset that everybody else has. Very true. It's a rock. It's a rock. What are you talking about? It's a rock. But then you get to the end of the movie and she flies to catch him. It's like Flick, we need you. Like they're gonna kill my mom. Like we need you. Yeah. And Flick's like, I can't do it. I'm a failure. I can't do this. And the, and the circus bugs then pep talk him, and they're all like, "My, you're you're anything but a failure." Like um, the Manny the Mantis says, um, what does he say? I have it right here. He says, "We believe in you, my boy." Yeah. And then you can see hope in Flick's eyes. And then he sinks again and he's like, I I just can't do it. And then she flies out, she grabs a rock and she sets it next to him and she stares at him like with squinted eyes, like just so, she's like, pretend this is a seed. And you can tell in that moment that she finally understood what Flick was trying to tell her. Yeah. Those two scenes to me, also very powerful.
0: Very powerful. Very good. I think it's funny that in in that moment they're like, the ensemble's like, but it's a rock. It's he's a rock. like, must be an ant like, yeah. an yeah. And so at the very end of the movie, they give yeah. the, the <laughs> Princess Ada a gift. And they give her a rock. <laughs> and the ants behind her are like, it's a rock. Must be like a
1: like a circus thing. Like a
0: circus thing, yeah. yeah. It was just really
1: funny. That was really funny. Um, that scene was really good, too. I also want to talk about, um, even though they're the villains, I really like, I did like the scene in the sombrero. Like, Um, I don't know why Hopper and the Grasshoppers are in like New Mexico looking like, but like. Well,
0: maybe that's where the movie takes place. Maybe they're ant islands in the desert.
1: It's very possible. And I I was thinking that too. But, um, maybe, like, maybe one of us can Google in a second because I'm sure that there's like actually information on where it's actually located at. Yeah. But, um,. I love, like, the whole, like, sombrero, like, the the, uh, the grasshoppers are, like, living it up at, like, a resort in, like, Mexico. It looked like, or New Mexico or whatever. There's, like, cactus or cacti around. They're in a sombrero. They're, like, there's, like, a spa. They're swimming. They're getting served, you know, whatever bugs versions of um, alcoholic beverages are. And they're eating grain. And yeah, they're just having living. a good time. And, they you know, that's the scene where kind of they're, like, why do we need to go back? Like, we can literally wait all the way through the next season. And Hopper was, like, you know, it's not about... It's not about that. You know, it's about, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that they understand their place. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find anything on that?
0: Um, no. I'm sorry. No. Not yet. Pixar fandom has nothing. Okay. Um, I don't know. Oh, okay. Another fun fact. This is like random. Go. The trailer that the Bug City is. Like under next to the trailer is the pizza planet truck. Yes. And the trailer looks like a trailer from monsters Inc. When they're like trying to go through the doors.
1: It does. It does. And the pizza planet truck looks like the same pizza planet truck that, um, the buzz and Woody ride in. Yes. Topper on it and everything. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. Fun fact. I like that. Love it. Any other scenes you want to talk about?
0: Um,
1: before we move to the least favorite scenes,
0: no. I'm trying to find. Okay. I, it's giving me Google doesn't know. It's fine. Don't worry Maybe it. they don't know. Yeah. Don't it's about. just some random island in the desert. I don't know.
1: Okay. Love it. The least favorite scene.
0: Um I really hate any time Hopper is mean to his brother Molt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, his brother's actually kinda sweet.
0: His brother is very like realistic, like kind of funny. He's like, very funny. In the beginning, when he's like Hopper's, like, if I didn't promise Mother on her deathbed that I wouldn't kill you, I would kill you.
1: Yeah.
0: And just is like, he's just trying to do his best. He like, is. obviously, he's not in charge, but he's like kind of the g- liaison between the rest of the grasshoppers and Hopper. He is. And he's just trying to do his best. And even in the sombrero, when like Hopper all- ends up killing those three grasshoppers with yeah. the with the, grain. with the grain, like yeah. I mean he's just really trying to do his best and do right by the people around him and Hopper just is a mood killer. He sucks.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Um I, I think I think the same thing, honestly, I think that was my least favorite scenes too. Anytime that him and him and Malt were together and he was being mean to his brother, that was terrible. Yeah. I also really there's one scene, um I did not like when he had dot, when he was holding dot, like at the the first like one of the opening scenes no. by her head. Like I just it was enraging to me.
0: Yeah, again, he's I very malicious. Yes. I intentionally malicious. And
1: trying to create and foster fear.
0: There's no place for that here.
1: No place for that here. All right. Wait, I have one more. Go.
0: Okay. When the flea lit the burn on fire.
1: Yeah, he ruined it. He ruined
0: the they whole thing. They were literally thing. winning. They were so close. They
1: were so close. They I mean, were killing it. They won anyways, but...
0: The blueberries were just...
1: old P.T. the flea, man.
0: He was, the blueberries and... <laughs> he was leg. frustrating.
1: He was a frustrating character. PT the the flea? Flea. Yeah. yeah, he sucks. <laughs> I think he's, he's the funny. worst.
0: Yeah. I think when he burned up at the beginning, maybe he could have died. He didn't die. I don't think anyone would have been mad if he did die. Yeah. Short lived characters are okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Courtney. I'm
0: just saying.
1: Any other least fave scenes?
0: Um, no, I think that's it.
1: What do we eat and drink during this movie?
0: Ooh, okay. So. I, we had chips. Yes. I had queso. Yes. You had salsa. I did. And you had some of my queso. I did. Um, we also got this blueberry moonshine at the liquor store blueberry today. Blueberry muffin. Blueberry moonshine. muffin moonshine. It is delightful. Um, and so TJ made us some cool cocktails with, with that that we drink. Would you I like did. to tell the people what was in it?
1: I did. So, um, like we said, we had our friends, um, Scott and Tori over on Friday and Tori made this delicious drink and she used, um, blue caracal or Sirocco, however you're going to pronounce it, mm-hmm. but she basically made blue Hawaiians. And so we have this blueberry, um, blueberry muffin, um, moonshine that we got today. And I decided I'm going to try like a, a little different take on it. So I did cream of coconut um, I did Captain Morgan uh, Spiced Rum. It's actually not a super expensive rum. Um, I like Captain Morgan Spiced Rum, even though it's not like top tier. Um, if you want to judge me, feel free to email us at our email. When we give it at the end of the podcast. Um, I love Captain Morgan Spiced Rum um, and cocktails. I mean, I'm not going to drink it straight, but I do like in cocktails. So Captain Morgan Spiced Rum, pineapple juice, um, lime juice, cream of coconut. And then um, I did... Uh, I say cream and coconut. Yeah, the cream and coconut. Started it uh, shook it all up and uh had this nice like bluish hue to it with the uh with the pineapple and the uh the blueberry moonshine mixed together had like a green blue hue to it. Yeah. And uh I thought it was very good. It was delicious. It
0: was delightful.
1: Yeah. Very uh,
0: refreshing. Very
1: refreshing. Um while we're talking about or drink, what are we what are we drinking right now?
0: Um, the same drink I drank during the movie and You are
1: drinking the same And I'm actually having uh, Captain Morgan and Lime Juice and Club Soda on the rocks right now
0: Oh, I thought you just said you wouldn't drink it straight
1: I didn't drink it straight I put Lime Juice and Club Soda in it
0: <laughs> Okay, true
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, we like to sip while we uh, while we do the podcast
0: We're just loving our best lives Loving our
1: best lives Enjoying it um, Alright, before we do themes of the movie um, Underrated or overrated?
0: I would say it's kind of underrated. I mean, obviously, it's an older movie, so I'm sure kids nowadays don't really be watching it. These
1: kids today.
0: They don't know. Um, It makes me kind of sad because I think, um, actually, there was, like, A Bug's Life Land in in California at Disneyland, um, and they turned it into Cars Land
1: cars was like the whole rage you know what it's kind of sad about that what it's kind of the same as when uh andy got buzz instead of woody in the first toy story new toy cars yes. is fresh shiny new it was the craze movie of the time like everything was great bug's life was kind of old news kind of sad yeah
0: very sad. Yeah, I think there could be a lot more.
1: A lot more Bugs Life re- representation. representation. Well, here's the thing the with works. with the Bugs Life they did they we talked about this too. You asked me like when we were watching, is there a second one? And there's not. There's only one Bugs Life. Um, they definitely could have done a sequel if they wanted to, but they kind of let this one be like a one and done. Um, and because it came out in '98, there's not been any sequel. Even the Incredibles like came out in the 2000s, like then they revived it again. Mm-hmm. Did it did in Incredibles too. Um, yes, Courtney.
0: I'm sorry, I made a mistake. According to um, Wikipedia, it was not replaced by Carsland. It was replaced by Avengers Campus.
1: Same concept, though. A new thing that's, like, you know, way cooler than A Bug's Life replaces it. Very sad. Very sad. I mean, I like the Avengers, though. Avengers Same. are great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that A Bug's Life is better than, you know, Winter Soldier, the movie. But, Ooh, okay. But anywho, anywho. Um, I will say that um, you said you thought it was underrated. I think it's underrated too. I will agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's an underrated movie. I think that it's um, there. You know, it's maybe not relevant anymore because it came out so late. But the 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 theme and the the message that it sends of standing up for yourself and 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 all the things that come with that and you know being different, going mm-hmm. against the grain and. Yeah, and and finding your voice and all that. I mean, the movie just has so much in it. It's it's really good. Yeah. Go.
0: Ditto.
1: Oh, were you gonna say something? No, I'm just, I'm
0: just I'm disagreeing with oh, you. Cool. Ditto. Yeah.
1: Definitely think that it's uh, underrated, and uh, if you're one of our younger listeners, actually, I know a lot of people that are younger that listen to it. Um, Jenny, please be quiet. <laughs> Sorry, our dog our dog barks sometimes during the podcast. Yeah, we give her a pep talk every time, and she just she just has to bark. Um, But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to kick it according for themes. Um, What are some themes that you think are kind of running through the movie that... Obviously, there's going to be themes that that you may not want to talk about as much. But what I want to ask specifically, what are themes in this movie that kind of ran through it that meant a lot to you?
0: Okay, meant a lot to me and also something that I feel like we can apply to our lives. Um, There was something when I was a cheerleader... um, Basically, my whole life, I cheered in elementary school, middle school, high school, college. I did all-star cheer. I did school cheer. I did all the things. Um, and something that I, like, constantly reminded myself of and told myself from a very young age that I had to, like, just keep close to my heart was, um, like, don't doubt, just believe. And, um, I like that. And I feel like it's something that... Um, I don't know, I had to do for myself, even when um, teammates, coaches, like, people around me didn't believe in me, like, I had to take myself out of that doubtful place and push through and believe anyway for myself, and I feel like that's something that flicked in this movie. Like, everyone around him doubted him, no one around him believed in him. And he had to stand firm in what he knew was right, what he knew was true, what he knew was within himself and push through and believe for it anyway, even when no one was standing with him. And I feel like that's really powerful and something that we can take away and, um, within ourselves.
1: I totally agree. I think that, um, he couldn't stop being himself. Yeah. And that was the most important part of who he was. Yeah. And... What I love, one of the themes of the movie that I really, um, you, you took a lot of what I the same thoughts that I had, and I'm just going to, I'm not going to say the same thing to you, I'm just going to add to it. I think that one of the great parts of this movie was is that we can all experience this in life, where, like, you have really good ideas, mm-hmm. and, like, 30 people will tell you it's a bad idea. Everybody thinks it's a bad idea until you're successful. Yeah. And then, when at the end of the movie, when he literally fixed the entire problem. Then everyone's like, yeah! Oh, flick. flick, flick, flick. We're going to yeah. use your inventions. We're going to do your things. Yeah. It reminds me of all these people that you read about. People read about people like Steve Jobs, you know, RIP, um, Bill Gates, all these successful people that people want to like talk crap about. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they also were just like, oh, I wish I could be this person. It's like, have you ever read how many times they failed before they succeeded?
0: Yeah.
1: For every success they have now, they probably failed double the amount of times before they succeeded.
0: Yeah, like Benjamin Franklin, Albert Einstein, like they all failed so many times. Yes. and
1: Thomas ended Edison. Up being,
0: yeah, Thomas Edison. Made they so many light bulbs before it like, actually succeeded. So successful and so legendary, but like you don't get there overnight by just doing one thing right. Like yes. it takes work, it takes practice. A lot of times it takes a lot of people not believing in you for you to actually, to, for that to propel you forward and like become a legend.
1: Yeah, a thousand percent. And so my big takeaway from this movie is is don't stop being yourself and don't start doing what you think is right and don't stop dreaming just because everyone around you is saying that you're a failure or you can't do this. Yeah. And um, I also want to say, though, that there's a moment in the movie when Flick, like, got down. It's okay to be down sometimes. Yeah. There's times when I just want to sit in our backyard and I just want to, like, be in my feels and, you know.
0: Yeah. Like, we're allowed to feel. We're allowed to feel. Your emotions are very valid in whatever you're feeling and... Like we all have, we all do sit in that doubt. We all sit in that like fear and almost like that will like wondering of like regret, like man, I thought I believed in myself, but like, am I actually doing the right thing? Yeah. And I feel like it's in those moments when we have to, yes, it's okay to sulk for a second, but also we have to stand up and be like encouraged within ourselves. Like I do believe in myself, like, and just kind of like pull that out of it and keep pushing forward and keep moving forward and keep just dreaming and wishing and making things happen for yourself. Because at the end of the day, like no one's going to make it happen for you um, except yourself.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, another thing um, when you're sulking and you're feeling bad it's okay to feel that way, um, let yourself be encouraged. Flick encouraged Dot when she felt hopeless. Mm-hmm and then the very person that he encouraged came back and encouraged him when he needed it the most. Yeah. That's kind of that's that's kind of deep. Yeah. Like like I don't know. I think of even times like just us being married, like there are times when I'm the one that's like we got this babe, let's go. And then there's times when like you have to be that for me. And you know, whether it's your marriage, your friendships, your relationships, like when you pour into people, it's not in vain. Like especially if they actually love and care about you. Please don't ever pour into someone to be poured back into. Like, I'm not saying that. But, like, there are times in life when, like, there's friendships you pour into. And that's just what a true friendship and what a true love and what a true relationship, what a true marriage is. When you you pour into someone or something, honestly, like, you should expect it at some point to pour back into you. Yeah. Because that's, like, the nature of, like, give and take. And, like, he poured into her at the very beginning of the movie. And then when he needed it the most a, little, a yeah. little little child pour back into him. That's powerful.
0: It is powerful and it's kind of like I don't know I mean it's a biblical principle but like we reap what we sow. Yeah. Like, Like you said it's give and take like whatever you put into something that's what you're going to get out of it and whether it's like obviously don't do it in a selfish manner but also like I don't know be encouraged in that like if you reap a lot of I don't know, encouragement and wisdom and whatever. Like eventually, you're gonna. I think I said that wrong. I think if you sow, so those things. Yeah. So then you're gonna reap them back. Yeah. Um. Eventually. Um.
1: I keep telling myself that.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> in good time. Um. Yeah, but I think it goes like, again, even with what we were saying with Toy Story like you have to have a good tribe around you you have to good have good friends around you who constantly like they know your worth they know what you're um, what you're good at they know your talents and your gifts and your abilities and so even when you're in that like low place of like socking and not believing in yourself like they're gonna be the ones that come around you and encourage you and believe in you um, to help you get out of that place
1: yeah you talk about knowing your worth too this may be a terrible analogy, but as you were saying that, I, I thought about like even through this movie, like like flick knowing his worth. and like I would say eighty five percent of the movie he knew his worth and he never topped.
0: No, he, he like stopped. stood his ground the whole stood time. His ground the whole
1: time. There's fifteen percent when he was like downing himself. He's like, what am I gonna do? But um, I would say like part of knowing your worth is like money is worth a lot. Like if you have a lot of money, you're worth a lot. and you have a little bit of money, you're not worth a lot. Um, in when, terms of society. in terms of like society, right? But money is useless if you don't spend it. Also true. So if you're worth a lot, which everyone listening to this podcast, you're worth a lot. Like you're worth a lot. Like you're worth way more than money. You have like significance. You can add to your corner of the world every single day. But I say yeah. to every, anyone listening, you're worth a lot. I'm worth a lot. Courtney's worth a lot. Everybody that's listening right now is worth a lot. Everybody in this world is worth a lot. But you have to spend it. Mm-hmm. Like what's the point of being worth a lot if you're not going to actually spend it? So like, don't give up, try, Yeah. fail.
0: Like you don't have the talents and the abilities that you have for no reason. Like there's a, there's a purpose for them and there's, um, there's a reason for them and you have like, you, you could have those talents and those gifts and those abilities to push the world forward into like a place that like we've never seen before. And so like, keep pushing, keep believing for that. Cause like, you never know if you don't try.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I would say be okay, like speaking your ideas and speaking your mind. Like, there's one scene I always wanted to touch on that I forgot about in this movie. Where like the bird idea, uh, Flick didn't sell that idea. He told the circus bugs, the circus bugs told the princess, and then the Ada, and then Ada mm-hmm. sold it to the rest of the people. If they knew it was Flick's idea, and you find this out later, they'd have never done it. Yeah. But it worked. Yeah. Um, so I guess I would say be careful who you tell your ideas to, but also like be okay with somebody else. Be okay not being the face of your idea if that's what it takes
0: to push it to push it forward. forward. Yeah, I agree. I would also say if you feel like you have a really good idea and you truly believe in it and think that it's going to push something forward, you might get told no the first time, even the second time or the third time, but like if you believe in it, like you have to keep pushing it forward because I don't know. There's just like I'm sure, like you're not gonna believe in it for no reason. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's good intention and good, m- like momentum behind like why you're believing in it. So keep like trying. Like don't let one or two no's like shut you down. Kind of like what we were saying earlier. Like people are gonna tell you no. People are gonna say you're a failure. But like keep pushing it forward because eventually it's gonna make an impact greater than you could ever think or imagine.
1: Yeah, thousand percent. That's good. Uh, any other themes?
0: Do you have any thoughts?
1: I just was going to say closing thoughts. Um, again, um, I love that Adam and Flick ended up together. I do like that. That was sweet.
0: It was like a cute moment at the end where she, they're like, are you sure you can't come with us? Flick?" And he's like, no, I think my place is here. Yeah. And she like comes up behind him and like grabs his hand and is like,
1: cheek.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah. good. Like your place is here. Basically. Like, yeah. We need you, I need you, like thank you.
1: Thank you for being here. We respect mm-hmm. you now, like you're you're good. Yeah. Um I also love at the end that like like I said at the very beginning, like the circus bugs like we'll see you at the end of the season, like they're gonna come back. Yeah. Like, they're friends now. Like yeah. they're gonna come they're gonna they're gonna spend their uh they're gonna spend their, their winter and fall season with well, the ants. With the ants. This is awesome. I love that. Um,
0: I almost wish they would have made a Bugs Life too I about, about th- the winter season when they're like all together. Like that would have been, I feel like, so great. And they
1: could face some adversities and things. Yeah. Um, maybe the grasshoppers come back. I don't know. But I'm gonna say uh, Pixar <laughs> Disney. If you ever listen to this podcast, which by the time you listen to this, um, you know, don't sue us. Don't sue us. <laughs> but um, please make a second Bugs Life.
0: Please. It was a
1: good movie. I it really was. It. My closing thoughts are: this is a great movie. Um, I think it's criminally underrated. I think that more people should listen to it. And, uh, if you're listening to this now and you haven't watched the movie, um, go watch it. Yes. Uh, any other closing thoughts, Courtney?
0: Um, no, just thank you for listening.
1: Yes. As always. Thank you for listening.
0: Yeah. Thanks for being a part of wish upon a sparks. Um, you can find us on Instagram at wish upon a sparks, or you can email us at wish upon a sparks at gmail.com. um, Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us and talking about A Bug's Life with us
1: yes thanks for hanging out with us and join us next week for Mulan we have some special yes. guests um, full disclosure we've already actually recorded the episode and it's going to be it's a it's going to be really one. good
0: um, we had my brother Corey and his girlfriend Kylie on Yes. and they love Mulan they had so many good thoughts and insights about it you don't want to miss it um, it's going to be a great time
1: I'm so excited well um, again I'm TJ thank you so much for listening I hope you have a happy and magical Monday and just a magical week in general
0: yeah. I guess since you said you're TJ, I'll say that I'm of Courtney. <laughs> um, yeah. Have a very magical Monday. Have a very magical week. And we'll see you next time.
1: See you next time. Bye. Bye, friends.